in a way, I've made cobblers one big garden room. So anything that was very solid furniture, there was some George Smith fully upholstered type furniture before. And we've removed all of that so that it, the feel of everything is just much lighter. And I guess, I think I've always liked furniture that I can move around myself. Hello, I'm Carol Annett from Country and Townhouse magazine. Welcome to the House Guest Podcast, where I chat with experts from the world of interior design and decoration, the people behind the houses, hotels, shops and brands you see in glossy magazines like ours. If you listen on the Entail app, there's more information and images on the projects and people mentioned. And if you're doing up your own home, hopefully you'll pick up some tips for yourself. Today I'm chatting with Sam Godsall, who, along with her husband Hugh, owns and runs Cobblers Cove Hotel, a much-loved family hotel on the west coast of Barbados that's been in Hugh's family for generations. Sam has recently worked with Lulu Little of Sewn Britain to overhaul the interiors while maintaining the hotel's tropical country club vibe. So tell us a little bit about Cobblers Cove and how it sort of came to be that you are there as part of the family looking after it and running it? So I, di- I didn't ever expect to end up doing hotels, although it is weirdly in the family. My mother's family were hoteliers in Buenos Aires. My mother grew up in, um, in South America, so not all that far away from Barbados, and um, in Cuba and in Argentina, and they were in hotels. So we've sort of come full circle and um, Hugh, as you know, inherited cobblers from his father. His father set it up in 1969, I think it was. And so he'd been out there working on Sandy Lane. Um, and when Sandy Lane started, I think he realised that tourism was, was going to be what happened to the island, that agriculture was not, was not going to be the future. So what was, and- he, doing, what was he doing at Sandy Lane? He, was, he um, was working with Trafalgar House. He was consulting for Trafalgar House. So, um, so he'd always owned land in Barbados. Um, and then when he ended up consulting for, um, for Trafalgar House, I think he thought, okay, this is the future of the island. This is what's going to happen. And at that time, he then, um, he bought a house next to Sandy Lane, first of all. And then he said it would be much more fun to have a hotel than a house. He was definitely keen on comfort. And so he really created Cobbler's Cove quite eccentrically because it's, it's really the product of one man's vision, Cobbler's. And I think that's why it's so unique and why it feels so much like a house. You know, you will never find any lights along the ground leading you to the bathroom. You will never find loo roll holders. And we militate against these with the, with the Germans because the Germans come and they say, this is very insanitary. You have no loo roll holders. And <laughs> Hugh and I just laugh and say, well, we would have no loo roll holders in our house. So why would we have a loo roll holder in, uh, at Cobblers? Um, and we've kept that. There is nothing that you wouldn't find in your house. That's the rule we always try and keep to. And that's, I think, why it subtly does still feel like a house. But, you know, he really created Cobblers the way he would like, you know, a really run home to be. He had a ratio in his head that he always stuck to, which was three staff per person. That was what he felt you needed to be comfortable as a guest. And that is that is what we still have. And 
it's always had this very quintessentially English aesthetic. When you came, because you've recently undergone a, a renovation, which you sort of spearheaded with, um, with Lulu from Sewn. So tell me a little bit about why you because it was it must have been quite trick quite a tricky decision obviously you know you you kind of the hotel needed no call but you you've obviously got some very loyal clientele that you know don't like you to change anything at all so how did you go about it I think that was one of the most the, the most difficult things actually because with a place like Cobblers everything is in the charm of it you know and charm is a very evanescent thing you know that you can't you can't bottle it you can't can't prescribe it and that but it's what cobblers really has so we were very I was very slow to make changes and um, and very careful and the changes were quite gradual and so what we've done I think really is to move a little bit away from the Englishness of it um, I think I think that today's traveler does not want to go to a home from home so they want it to feel like a home but not like their own home so what we've done is we've removed the things or replaced the things that felt too British so um, we have much less Colfax and Fowler we have no Colfax and Fowler we have things that are um, that tend to be printed locally or made locally so we've concentrated on you know rattan that's made on the island ceramics that are made on the island um, and we, so where we had, I don't know, maybe lamps from ochre in the past, we've replaced those with, um, with designs that are made that are made on the island, and we've worked only with local stones and local materials. But we've done it in a very quiet way, so that I don't think the guests can often put their finger on what it is actually that's changed and why it feels cleaner and lighter and brighter. But it has, it has lightened up a lot. So we no longer have, you know, flounces or triple line curtains. Uh, the prints tend to have white backgrounds. They're lovely pastel colours, but printed, um, hand printed on a, on a white ground. It feels very, very bright and breezy. And we've just tried to enhance the original feel of the building. So whereas in the 70s, people were putting in aluminium windows or double glazing, We've gone backwards and we've put in Demerara shutters. So that's the original plantation shutters everywhere and try to look more locally for our aesthetic. But you, it's interesting, you say you don't have any flounces, but then, which, and I know, I know exactly what you mean. But then, of course, you've got, with Lulu's rattan furniture, she's got those incredible sort of tables and dressing tables, which absolutely have a flounce in them um, <laughs> as part of the design. So tell me, tell me about Lulu and how you sat down with her and came up with the idea of working together. So Lulu's visited um, Cobblers a few times um, and loves it. And when I came to do the, so I did all the suites to the hotel. And then when I came to do the great house, so that's the original plantation house at the centre of the hotel, I felt I needed something different and a much more experienced hand. The scale of the rooms is, is much bigger. And I wanted something really special. We needed something that, that the building deserved a really beautiful treatment. Um, and it was Lulu, actually, who suggested it and came up with the idea. And as soon as she said it, I knew that it was the perfect, you know, that it was a completely perfect fit. I mean, the materials Lulu works with are exactly the same materials that we were working with. You know, she works on natural linens, and um, and she works with rattan, and 
the other thing about Sewn, I think, is that the thing that Sewn has that so few other businesses have is charm. You know, she likes whimsy and quirkiness and charm, and she completely, uh, her, the Sewn aesthetic is, is just a perfect fit for cobblers. If I, you know, if I had to choose anybody on earth to have a crack at, at Cobbler's Great House, it would have been it would have been Lulu. So the minute she said it, I was, you know, I thought this is it's perfect. She created some new designs just for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she did. Um, so in the gardens, I love ferns um, and breadfruit ferns, um, as does she. And so she picked the um, she picked some of the things you look out onto from the great house. The great house drawing room is open on all four sides to the breeze and to the gardens. So she picked up what was outside, and she's used the fern motif as the um, as the legs for the tables um, and for the stools. And it's it's just fantastic. They are so beautiful, um, and they've also been done in this in this lovely green. And then with a scrolling uh, frond green print on white for the curtains, so it is very decorative. And there is more fabric in that room than there was before. But it's also very very light and gauzy and breezy. I mean, it's sensational when people walk into that room. They do. I've seen people, I've actually seen people stop and, um, and just gasp in wonder when they, stand, when they stand in the doorway. And what about with regard to the climate? You know, is rattan a good material to have in, a, in that sort of climate? Yeah, so that's the other thing. It is a really incredibly difficult climate to work in. It's absolutely brutal because you've got termites to start with that will go through any wood. Lots of lamps today are made out of MDF, and that means they, they will go soggy in the, in the levels of humidity that we have. Our drawings, our prints will fade in the light. You know, you have to be, you have to be really careful about what, uh, what you choose. And the materials Lulu works with are, are completely, completely perfect for the environment. Rattan, rattan lasts really well. Bamboo lasts really well. And linens, obviously, are, are washable, so that makes it easy because everybody's always outside at cobblers and covered in suntan lotion you're dealing with you're dealing with sticky <laughs> sticky legs on seats and stains all the time so everything needs to be needs to be easily washable so i don't know if you see but in the photographs everything is loose covers that can be taken off and and washed and replaced very very simply What about your own eye? How did you hone your own eye to that particular aesthetic? Is it, is it what you love? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I think when I've, I've been going to Cobblers maybe for about 30 years now, a bit less, and I've been watching it and watching it and, look, and thinking, what would you do if it was yours? And then now it is. So I've had lots of time to think about it. And I think I've always loved sort of garden rooms. And in a way, I've made cobblers one big garden room. So anything that was very solid furniture, there was some George Smith fully upholstered type furniture before. And we've removed all of that so that the feel of everything is just much lighter, much, much lighter. And I guess I think I've always liked furniture that I can move around myself. (laughs) <laughs> you know, things, things that you can pick up and rattan furniture is exactly that it's light it's really it's really good the grass carpets that are there have always been there and those are um and I've never 
changed those. We've just actually uh, introduced more of them. Those are woven uh, within the within the Caracom area. They're hand plaited in Guyana, and they're sensational. They're on the floor in all of the great house, and they're also very practical. And you um, you take them out and you wash them in the sea. Um, and then you leave them in the sun and then you put them back in and then the following year you turn them <laughs> turn them over and then if bits of them get worn you un because they're all circles sewn together so you literally just up take you know cut apart a, a bit of it and um, uh, and sew a new bit in uh -huh. so that they're really fun and they they give a I think why I like the grass the seagrass and the rattan and the bamboo is because of the holiday feeling that it gives you the minute you see it, you feel as though you're on holiday in the, in the same way that garden rooms or conservatories give you that feeling of sort of peacefulness and ease. And what I love, just looking through the website and, and you know, the, when the tables are laid, you have the most, the prettiest little raffia kind of placemats. Yes. Fringing. I mean, everything is, there's such an, element of detail to, to everything it's really beautiful what's your background Pam? how how did you sort of have such creative eye so I was um, I've always I've always drawn and painted and um, after university I went to Central St Martins and studied fashion and then I was in the fashion industry for uh, for 15 years or so it was a ski wear business yes yeah, ski and ski and swimwear <laughs> <laughs> Skiwear in the winter and swimwear in the summer. So I've always been someone that looks at things. And I think homes have always been really important to me. Um, and I think of cobblers as a, as a home. And I think the reason for homes being important is because as a child, I moved around a lot. We lived in five different countries and I lived in 17 different houses. You know, often at the end of the school term, if I was at boarding school here, I didn't know where I was going at the end of term. I'd be going to a new country or a new bedroom. And so I've always been obsessed with making places, making places home. And Cobblers is one huge opportunity to, to do that. And I really loved being able to go back to, I write as well, but I've really loved being able to balance my writing uh, with visual work and, um, and designing the china for Cobblers, making the placemats. Um, it's, been, it's just been terrific fun. And I'm, I, I wanted to do a lot more of it. I really love it. So what's your, um, what's your proudest achievement when it comes to the hotel? You know, what's the, what's the thing that really makes your heart sing when you go back? I think the delight that other people take in it. I think seeing other people actually Instagramming themselves, loving, loving what I've done. I think the, the masterstroke, um, if there is one, was probably the pink and white sunshades. I mean, I think that more, the, the sunshades used to be dark blue. And it always troubled me against the pink of the house. You know, I always thought that's not right. I don't like navy blue with pink. And the and the, then the towels were a sort of mid blue, like the British Airways blue, and I didn't. I felt very uneasy about those. And they were the first things that I changed actually, because all the years I've been going, I I always thought that's that, that's not right. And I think the thing that the pink and white sunshades have done is you just see a pink and white sunshade now and you think of cobblers. It's like, um, a, it's just branded it uh, visually. So a logo type of any kind is almost irrelevant. You just need to see a picture now. There's pink and white umbrellas and everybody knows that, 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 it's, that it's cobblers. And it's, they're so pretty. Uh, they're so, they look ravishing from the sea all along the seafront. So I think it was maybe just having the courage to take the pink of the building. Because everybody said to me, oh, you've got to paint the, uh, the 
the central building at Cobblers is pink and people kept saying you've got to make it white you know because it would have been a white coral stone, stone building originally um, and I sort of thought no well the pink is funny and pink is so beautiful by the sea um, and um, and so I thought well, I'm going to I'm going to run with it and actually we, we lost a manager along the way because I had one manager who um, when I was beginning to make these changes and he dug his heels in about the pink and white and he wouldn't order them and he wouldn't order them. And I was going mad until eventually he said, <laughs> he was scared of being laughed at um, for having, for having um, he was gay and he didn't want <laughs> to be seen as the man with the pink and white umbrellas. Oh no. Anyway, but I think they've been the, you know, the, the single sort of biggest element, uh, certainly in the outdoor space. And then I think inside running with the rattan, you know, um, extending the amount of rattan furniture we've got, enhancing it, restoring it, and bringing and bringing Lulu in. Yeah, and it's thrilling. You know, it was really thrilling for me to to have um, to have sewn work on um, on cobblers, because I'd done all of the you know all of the other rooms myself, and it was just so much fun to have somebody else's eye um, on the on the main house. Well, it, sound, it sounds like you were totally in harmony with what you were trying to do. And I suppose the, the proof in the pudding is that you, I'm presuming that your loyal, that your, your loyal guests that go back, has anyone mentioned about another Lou Roll holder? Or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, congratulations. It sounds really, really lovely. And hopefully once we're out of all this, you, all your, you know, I bet there's people that just can't wait to get back and, you know, yeah. I wonder what will happen. We're, we're wondering whether the future of travel might be a bit more Edwardian in a sense, whether people might go for longer stays, mm. you know, travel less within the year, take less flights a year, but when they do travel, go, go for three, four, five weeks. I think, I think that might well be something that happens. And I think that we might start preparing rooms for that kind of guest it might be that people want bigger suites, even bigger than we have already, um, and maybe to have more meals in their room. That's that, that, that. Those are the lines we're thinking along for now. Yeah, no, it's fascinating. It really is just to see see where we're going to get to. And what else? What else is occupying your time? Are you writing again now? Yeah, I'm just embarking on a collection of short stories. Nice. Yeah. And we'll keep us posted. Um, thanks, Sam. Thank you. Lovely Bye. to talk to you. Thanks for listening to House Guests from Country and Townhouse magazine with me, Carol Annett. Don't forget to subscribe to the series on iTunes or Entail, where you can also find images, links and notes to enhance each episode. In the meantime, you can follow me on Instagram at Carol W. Annett. And keep up to date on all the podcast news and show notes online at countryandtownhouse.co.uk slash podcast. And please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. See you next time. If you'd like to hear more from Country and Townhouse, check out the Lockdown Culture podcast with Ed Vasey and Charlotte Metcalf.